It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Today, the Summit for Democracy, a virtual summit hosted by President Biden, ended after two days of talks with leaders from around the world. I believe there were 100 different governments that were involved in the process. Uh, Yesterday, the president opened the summit, laying out his vision and his goals for the United States and for the world. And really interesting, uh, this was not just government leaders. This was also uh, different uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, You had uh, those that are focused on uh, community and uh, and a host of other things all came together for this conference and this summit on democracy. So I want to start with something uh, President Biden said in his opening remarks, where he explained what he really wanted out of this summit as the host. This gathering has been on my mind for a long time for a simple reason. In the face of sustained and alarming challenges to democracy, universal human rights, and all around the world, Democracy needs champions. And I wanted to host this summit because here is the uh, here in the United States, we know as well as anyone that renewing our democracy and strengthening our democratic institutions requires constant effort. American democracy is an ongoing struggle to live up to our highest ideals and to heal our divisions, to recommit ourselves to the founding idea of our nation captured in our Declaration of Independence, not unlike many of your documents. The president expressed his belief that sustaining democracy is the biggest challenge that we face today. In my view, this is the defining challenge of our time. Democracy, government of the people, by the people, for the people, can at times be fragile, but it also is inherently resilient. It's capable of self-correction and it's capable of self-improvement. And yes, Democracy is hard. We all know that. It works best with consensus and cooperation. I do think that's an important uh, point that the president made uh, that I totally agree with, that uh, it can be fragile. Democracy is very fragile. A constitutional republic is uh, not an easy thing to, to keep rolling along. Uh, but I love that he pointed out that it's also inherently resilient. And we have seen that in our country, that we can uh, have ch- challenges and struggles and we can overcome them, and we can course correct. Uh, but the answer to course correction is not doing it by coercion. It, it's making sure that things are happening at the community level, that it's not this top-down thing. And I think that was uh, some of the criticism, I think, of the summit itself was that it, it did feel very top-down uh, in terms of how it was organized, who got invited, who didn't. Uh, but I want to stay with the president's remarks because I thought he said some really important things that we should uh, applaud, and then we should figure out how we can better apply here in our own democracy while we try to help those around the world uh, develop theirs and strengthen theirs. The president went on to say yesterday that as a global community, uh, each country has to maintain and keep the responsibility to uphold some of those shared values. And as a global community for democracy, 
We have to stand up for the values that unite us. We have to stand for justice and the rule of law, for free speech, free assembly, a free press, freedom of religion, for all the inherent human rights of every individual. President Biden also announced in his address to this uh, Summit for Democracy uh, a new presidential initiative focused on democracy. And today I'm proud to launch the presidential initiative for democratic renewal, which will focus efforts across diplomacy, across our diplomacy and foreign assistance programs to bolster democratic resilience and human rights and globally. Working with our Congress, we're planning to commit as much as $224 million in the next year to shore up transparent and accountable governance, including supporting media freedom, fighting international corruption, standing with democratic reformers, promoting technology that advances democracy, and defining and defending what a fair election is. So I think it's an important initiative. Uh, Just to correct the president slightly, uh, he did mean to say, and and they did correct this in the text, uh, that it's $424 million next year uh, to shore up transparent and accountable governance, uh, which uh, gets into a number of things. Again, supporting uh, media freedom, fighting corruption, standing uh, with uh, democratic reforms, uh, all of those kinds of things that are, are obviously vital, uh, not just to maintain here in the United States of America, but we have to make sure those uh, fledgling democracies around the world are also uh, following that same path. Uh, finally, the president concluded his remarks yesterday, again, as he launched this summit, by saying that democracy uh, is in a backward slide and that we are at a crucial inflection point when it comes to democracy. We stand at an inflection point in our history, in my view. The choices we make, in my view, in the next, in this moment, are going to fundamentally determine the direction our world is going to take in the coming decades. Will we allow the backward slide of rights and democracy to continue unchecked? Or will we, together, together, have a vision and the vision, not just a vision, the vision and courage, to once more lead the march of human progress and human freedom forward. I believe we can do that and we will if we have faith in ourselves and, our, and in our democracies and in each other. So I think you should look at how the summit all played out. The president did go on to say that he hopes to host an in-person summit next year about this same time uh, and really assess the progress and uh, make plans to move forward. I think it's also really important and interesting that uh, in the face of what's happening with Russia, uh, massing troops on the Ukrainian border, uh, what is going on in China, uh, both again, both those countries are ramping up uh, military operations and aggressiveness as it relates to Hong Kong and Taiwan and, as we mentioned, Ukraine, uh, also a, a long list of human rights violations. Uh, and so there's a host of things that I think that we have to figure out and that we have to get right when it comes to our democracy. I do like the fact that there is a focus on uh, fighting corruption through transparency. Uh, We've always talked about promoting human rights, uh, and that's a long, hard slog in a lot of these places, uh, but one that we still have to take on and be engaged with. I think it was John F. Kennedy who said, democracy is never a final achievement. Uh, It is a call to an untiring effort. Uh, I think that call is one that is not just to leaders of nations and not just to those who work in government, 
Uh, it is for all of us. And we all should remember that democracy is never a final achievement. It is a call to an untiring effort uh, because it does take effort. Uh, and while I disagree with the president on one point uh, in saying that it is uh, sliding, uh, that we're sliding backwards, that we're at this inflection point, and I think we have challenges, I think we have big things to take care of, but I also believe that our constitutional republic uh, is in a very strong place, not because of our politics or our political leaders, uh, but because of the American people. And that's what we're going to hit in our final segment. We'll talk about what is the state of democracy and what is the state of our union here in the United States of America as we try to help these other countries around the world. What's happening right here at home? I'm going to give you my take coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.